You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad to have you today. So we're reading through the book of Acts. Uh, We're preaching through the book of Acts on Sundays, and we're using the podcast to highlight some of the sections that I just think are important for us. And so today's podcast is a devotional podcast, and I have a guest with me. I'm super excited to have one of our Sunday school teachers, one of our deacons, and a good friend of mine, Landon Adams, with us. Hey, Landon. Hey, Ben. Glad to be here this morning. Man, I am so glad that you made time to be a part of the podcast. Landon, one of the reasons that I invited you to be part of this podcast is because a couple of years ago, um, you know, you were working with me, you were a pastoral intern while you were working on your schoolwork. And uh, you and I worked on a sermon about the Philippian jailer. I don't know if you remember it. I certainly do. And uh, and I just thought, wow, you know, I remember a lot of the comments and the insights that you had were useful to me. So I thought, hey, let's bring Landon in for this devotion. So um, before we do the devotion, let me just sort of set up a couple of things. So uh, introducing you to the church, you know, Landon, you are the associate BSU director at William Carey University. So you've got a job that that I think for years you were looking for the opportunity to make disciples on a college campus. And wow, God has put you right in the middle of that. That's right. I'm, I'm super excited to continue to be a part of the family at William Carey and try to impact students' lives there. And so I really sense God's uh, call and direction there. Uh, you're also, you know, you were one of our Sunday school classes that early into our coronavirus shutdown moments, you know, you were quick to learn the Zoom and your class had great Zoom Sunday schools in the beginning. Now you guys are in a hybrid, but I just want to applaud you for the innovation in your small group. And you're also, uh, you got a little schoolwork going on. You're working on a PhD in church history and I know how stressful that is. So thanks for making time to be with us in the middle of all that. Well, there's no place I'd rather be here the first thing uh, on this morning uh, to be with you to, to look at God's Word. So thanks a lot. All right, well, let me set you up. So we are in Acts 16 right now. Paul has made it into Philippi, which this is going to be uh, a town where he has great success at some point, but we're going to be looking at a low moment. He's in jail, and essentially here's how he got there. So he comes into the town of Philippi. He finds a few people at a place of prayer. He finds some believers and early converts, especially Lydia. He has success, and then he casts the demon out of this young lady who is uh, who is making money as sort of a fortune teller uh, for her owners, this slave girl. Well, when he casts the demon out, he sets her free from the power of Satan, but it actually financially upset her owners. And so they come down pretty hard on Paul. Paul gets beaten. Paul gets humiliated. Paul gets put in an inner cell in a deep, dark dungeon. And so this is one of the, the, one of the roughest ways we see Paul treated outside of a stoning. And now he's in a jail cell in Philippi, and there's this phenomenal uh, story that you're going to lead us through with Paul and especially this jailer in Philippi. Yeah, so let's read a few verses here from Paul's experience in the jail and how God miraculously rescues them. Acts 16.25, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And when the jailer woke, he saw that the prison doors were open. He drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, 
Don't harm yourself. We are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your whole household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night, washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. This is such a reversal and such a a miraculous turn of events. It's a really low point, as you've already said, Ben. They're in jail for doing something good. And it's in the middle of the night and they are singing and praying, trying to uh, call out to God and just be reminded of what they're doing and why they're there. Uh, I've heard stories about uh, missionaries that have been taken captive even in um, the modern day times that when taken captive, they read this story and they, they sing hymns to remind themselves of why they're doing what they're doing and who God is and that he's still there. And if I can call it this, this is Paul and Silas's all-nighter. And this is at midnight when they're singing. And so all of these events happen after midnight. And so I don't know about you. I'm not really good after midnight, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm a daytime man. And so um, when I think about needing my sleep, especially in a jail cell at night, uh, this is Paul and Silas's all-nighter. Uh, but I want us not to miss, you know, sometimes things don't happen the way we want them to happen. Sometimes we are out of our normal routine, we are in circumstances that are alien to us and we don't understand. Um, here, Paul and Silas are in chains. Um, it's late at night, yet this is the time God has chosen to save a man and his family. And I just want to say, like, um, one thing I often skip over is uh, in the scriptures are little things like this. There was a great earthquake. If you go back through scripture and you read about earthquakes, earthquakes are, are big events. These are things that uh, happen at really bad times typically. Uh, But the only earthquake that I can remember close to Acts here is the earthquake where Jesus dies on the cross. I think about, you know, that testimony that God and all of creation is is saying something about the cross at that moment. And so I was just thinking, what does this earthquake say about this situation? And the gospel, I think, is worth an all-nighter, of course, but it's also worth an earthquake. And this man, this Philippian jailer, is worth not just an all-nighter from Paul and Silas. Him and his whole family, they're worth an earthquake. And so while this guy thought everything was over, he thought he was done, that his career was over and his his livelihood was over and his family's life was over and he needed to he felt that he needed to to end his own life to escape some of the pain and suffering he was about to go through. God stepped in through Paul and Silas in this moment. And I just think it's an awesome testimony to the fact that while the gospel is much bigger than just you and me and the gospel advances and it reaches nations and people uh, of, of all kinds and in all places, right here in this moment, this man is whom God has chosen to save. And it's this man who God has used an earthquake and an all-nighter to bring the gospel into his home. And so I don't want us to miss just the, the very specific um, moment here with this with this jailer and how much God obviously wanted to display His power through Paul and Silas in this moment. You know, uh, Landon, we we might even say sometimes, like as almost as a as an idiom, you know, you know, God would move heaven and earth, you know, to reach uh, a sinner to give get His attention to call him into adoption to God's family. 
And in this story, like an earthquake literally is. Like that literally, by definition, is a God moving earth. And, you know, so when you were when you were saying that, I thought, wow, how powerful that God moved in that way for the redemption of this family. But And then I thought, oh, well, maybe God was really moving because he loved Paul and he wanted to set Paul free. So I thought to myself, is God is God shaking the earth so that he can take care of Paul or is God shaking the earth so he can save the jailer? All right, to be honest, Landon, I would not know how to answer that. The best guess I can make kind of according to Bible study is at the end of this story, you know, Paul basically tells the government in Philippi, I'm a Roman citizen and they all get really embarrassed that they beat him and they treated him so bad because he's wounded and bloody. Maybe the reason he can't sleep is because he can't get comfortable. But so they realize that the way they've beat him was against Roman law for a Roman citizen. So I got to thinking about it. Honestly, when the sun comes up, Paul could have just said, I'm a Roman citizen. I can't believe you treated me this way. And he's going to be let out of jail. Absolutely. He was going to be out of there. <laughs> and so, so the more I'm processing this, I'm thinking maybe the earthquake really was for the redemption of this guy. I mean, in other words, God was going to get Paul out of jail the next day, no matter what. But this is the way God wanted to do it so that the jailer could understand that there is a sovereign God over the whole universe. And it happens to be that that sovereign sovereign God wanted to save his household through the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. And so I know that we don't know all the specifics about the Philippian church that would go on to to become established and to grow. Paul writes that letter to the Philippians, as we know, kind of toward the end of his life. He's he's in chains again. And and he's talked about how his chains are advancing the gospel. And I just can't help but, you know, think that, Perhaps that Philippian jailer still in this wow. church and still li- being able to hear or yep. read this letter from Paul. Uh, and I know Lydia had been uh, saved right before this, and so we don't know all the specifics of that. But I just can't help but think that when Paul writes in that letter to the Philippians, that perhaps he's he's also talking about Philippi when when he had this situation in which he was put in chains, and Paul senses that this is for a reason. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think that that God's power. Um, to save is is important for the for the grand scheme of things and, and for the whole world and cosmos, but also just for individuals we've talked and, about before. And think about how cool it would be. Like I'm assuming that when this guy got saved, before Paul left, you know, that maybe he introduces this jailer and this jailer's family to Lydia and to the church that gathers in Philippi. So imagine that particular Sunday or that moment where. Paul walks in and says, this man was pleased to be my oppressor. And then the gospel came to him and now he's my brother. I mean, how powerful for the glory of Jesus is that moment that an enemy is now a friend. And to me, what's one of the most powerful scenes in this episode is that this jailer who was, was, you know, truly the oppressor, like it was his job to keep Paul in chains, in the prison. He he knew about the beatings. I don't think that he administered the beatings, but he knew about the beatings and approved of the beatings. But when he is saved, like when Paul radically changes his life by showing him that God was moving for him, not against him, that the gospel of Jesus was legitimate, like the next scene is this man washing Paul's wounds, like bathing the bruises and cuts that Paul received at the hands of the Philippian government. And so, like, you know, for Zacchaeus, when Zacchaeus was saved, he showed his salvation 
by changing the way he dealt with money, right? He'd been a very greedy man. Jesus changed him from the inside out, and now he's a very generous man. Well, this jailer, assume, we assume, was a very hard man. And when God changed his life, he goes from being the guy who gives the wounds to the guy who is washing the wounds and healing the wounds. And you just really see God's grace there. Absolutely. And I really think that's a testimony to the fact that uh, being a disciple, it, it really starts there with believing in the gospel and that this is an evidence that he is becoming one of Jesus' disciples. You know, you can't help but think, when he's, when he's washing the wounds, you know, you can't help but think of Jesus, for me, washing the feet of the disciples yeah, right. and then for, yeah. you know, the women taking care of Jesus' body afterward. Yeah. And I think these things are supposed to come to mind as he washes Paul's wounds and takes care of him. There's such a nurturing um, evidence, like you're saying. He was a hard man, most likely. I mean, this is not characteristic of him. And so there's been some kind of transformation here that it defies explanation. Wow. And I think it's miraculous and it's God's power. Well, it makes me want to ask our listeners and our church family, you know, as Jesus is working in your life, do you see that transformation? Like, I mean, are you allowing God to radically change you from the inside out? What's cool about this story is, you know, when we started reading, Paul was the one in jail. But when the story is over, it's the Philippian jailer who's been set free from his sin and from his old life. So, Absolutely. Landon, thanks for being with us on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Well, all right, church family, I hope that you'll use this passage of Scripture today to focus on the gospel of Jesus, how strong God is, how much God loves you, and how radically He can change you from the inside out with the gospel of His grace. If this podcast episode was encouraging to you, I encourage you to share it with somebody. Spread the word. Landon, thanks for being here. God bless you, my friend. Thank you.